What's up, everybody? I'm here on a live stream with Michael Martin, a good buddy of mine. I'm going to just bring him right in. Oh, well, I'm supposed to say welcome to the one within all. <laughs> yeah, but we're uh, we're doing a new thing here where I want to feature awesome creators more than I have been. And this is a really brilliant mind to bring on for the first time of doing that. So look for more live streams like this. I, my plan going forward is to try to shoot for like Sunday night at seven. That way we can have a consistent plan for when I'm going to feature people like this. But it's definitely going to evolve as I, I move forward. you got to beta test these things. But anyway, Michael is a friend of mine from the same hometown as me, and he makes the coolest music under the moniker My Own Eyes, which is a very, very cool name <laughs> also. Anyway, let's just uh, let's just get into it. What's up, man? Yo, Jance, I'm glad you asked me to be on the first time around. You're getting back into talking with artists and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I it's always been an important thing to me. Like the whole emphasis of this show when I first started was that I wanted to connect with creative people, show the audience that the difference between them and their heroes was like the time and effort. That's the main difference. And that even aptitude or the myth of talent is more of a function of how much you care than something innately within you. And yeah. then the secondary function, like what I learned along the way is that it's actually a also, how much you can care about your passions is directly related to how much you care about yourself. So those are like the magic ingredients. But 2020, as we all know, a lot happened that was not good for people in the self-publishing artist field that needed events to get their stuff out there to make sales, what have you, graphic and musical artists alike. And I'm as guilty as anybody at getting off track in terms of bringing the... Uh, light of awareness to awesome people that are doing things that have nothing to do with anything other than bringing more beauty to your life. <laughs> and there's not that you're not deeper than that. You definitely are. You're, you're a really deep guy, but your music is just the good vibes, man. So <laughs> thanks for, thanks for hanging out with me today. Yeah, man. I'm like I said, I'm, I'm stoked to be here and be able to talk with you and share about everything, but you know, 2020 definitely, uh, it was impactful for the music industry and many others, obviously, but uh, me personally, there were a lot of ways where it didn't affect me a whole lot in a sense of how now that I, since I left Springfield, you know, I'm living on a family farm and it's uh, it's an adjustment, you know, living with no internet and all that. It's kind of like I used to be plugged in and involved in uh, like online communities basically where people were other artists are sharing music and stuff and even just playing games and being involved with people. So I've had a lot of time just buried into Ableton and making music because that's pretty much all I could do besides enjoying the nature and the land I live on and, you know, taking care of that. Man, does that like make you more creative to have to work with what you've got and not, and what you can make yourself rather than like what you can download? Yeah. So it's, it's challenging in a way. So a lot of times I like in Springfield, anywhere where I lived and I had internet, I could just hop on and basically find samples like that might maybe would just fill the little spot I needed so I could keep the creative flow going. And this is where, you know, I can't even do that often. Um, I can't even search for samples. So a lot of times like my data will reset for my hotspot on my phone and I get like about a week of decent download speeds. And that's when I download and upload everything onto you know, SoundCloud and everything and all that and try and get it all balanced before then I have no internet. And it's like, all right, time to just crank out some stuff. <laughs> wow, dude, this is the really, I knew that we were going to have an interesting conversation about how you've moved out of town and 
you're more close to nature than the average person and not and someone your age just think about how many people your age or my age with the thought of i can only get kind of decent internet for about a week out of the month like, <laughs> what do you think most people's reaction would be if you told them that's what your life's going to be i can only imagine i mean i know for a lot i mean just a lot of my friends were so connected into online gaming and streaming and twitch being a thing now so like it's it was a, a quite the change initially, a little jarring, but honestly, the, the benefits that come with being that close to nature, like, I mean, I could just walk out from my house and walk a hundred yards one direction and find some chicken of the woods, mushrooms or bear comb tooth, all kinds of just awesome mushrooms and wildlife that I come across. And it's really, uh, I don't know, it's so inspiring in a way of where I never really had like living that close to it because in, in Springfield I was in the city. So like, yeah, there was definitely wild, like nice, cool flowers and stuff, but there was nothing like getting into this much of wilderness and getting involved with, you know, I didn't know anything about edible mushrooms. And I, over the last two years have just, it's become a hobby, man. I just love running out and looking for mushrooms and filling up a bag full and just going on a hike with my dog and getting back to the house and cooking up some lion's mane or something. Like it was it's great. And I look forward to this coming mushroom season too. You know, the other cool thing about the cycle that you're describing of only having, first of all, mushroom hunting, there's a lot of people that are probably just like, yeah, they're just like, yeah. so stoked about that. <laughs> but uh, having, there's like, we, you know, we have monthly cycles and even men do not just women. And we have like a creative ebb and a, and then a sort of recession of our energy more into an introspective inward state. And, we're naturally supposed to have that, but when we're in the world of constant stimulation and living by the Monday through Friday schedule where every week needs to be, you have the exact same output and you do the exact same things, you know, yeah. that is weird and not really tied into our bodily rhythms, our biorhythms. And I think, man, this is really good for you. I'm just really happy for you. Kind of jealous, but like you got some, <laughs> you got some good energy coming off you now. So something's working about it. And like the, like we said, the very fact that you were ready to make that change in your life and not be super scared of it or resistant to it, that's pretty cool. And that shows like a deep maturity in you that's different than a lot of people that have reached the same number of years. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's humbling in a way. Um, and uh, just embracing it like embracing the lifestyle with the choice that we made to go live on uh, my fiance's family farm. And I mean, fixing up the house that we've lived in, which the house we live in is, has had so many generations in it. And so we've done a lot to help renovate it and kind of fix it back up to make it more suitable and, you know, modern living for us. But it's, it's honestly been awesome creativity, like just having my studio with a window facing a bluff down to the quiver river. And like, I can just see, eagles fly over like out of this window it's just such a, a beautiful connection to where my studio before was just in a closet you know and the window was facing the neighbor's house you know 10 feet over and so it's just a whole different space and it provides a whole different yeah like you're saying kind of an energy and vibe that i think has been really conducive to me honing in on my style um i've seen a lot of I feel like every year I feel more that I'm in tune with 
the kind of music I hear, like when I'm in, in bed, about to go to sleep or like in my dreams or the stuff I'm just thinking, like in my head, you can come up with the most elaborate stuff, but actually getting it out, especially when you're sitting in a session is almost impossible. And when you get it to happen, it's just so magical and awesome. And so, you know, there'll be times where you'll just, you'll have made something from, you started, you know, maybe some friends came over and hang out and I started a beat. And then later I revisit that little beat and Next thing I know, you know, it's four in the morning and this thing's a huge full song. I'm just like practically in tears. I'm just so happy with it. That's so beautiful, bro. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I, I'm i just like pretty amazed at the, the whole thing that you're describing. And I do, <clears throat> I do know that the music has evolved in a great way. Actually, just the first time I ever saw you perform when you were pretty early to performing, I'm not sure how early in your life you actually started producing. That's a good question that you can answer for us. But I immediately felt like soulful, real, like humanness in the sounds that you were putting out. And that's actually less common than ever in electronic music, especially because so much of it is like, there's not, I'm not like, you know, saying there's anything wrong with somebody with, whatever creative flow they've got but so much of it is like kind of copy paste cookie cutter type of uh or trying to sound like someone else's sound and mm -hmm. I, i'm not like dissing anybody specifically we all have a certain stage of like first we're imitating and then we're just learning the tools that we've got and that's all fine but the thing about electronic music is it lets people have the ability to get up on stage and put up like something coherent re really early in their process of uh taking on that particular medium you know what i mean like as a guitarist you know you're not going to be into it for six months and then probably going on stage and putting on a dazzling concert yeah <laughs> it, it takes some time and so yeah. i feel like anyway i feel like you play the the digital world the way that like uh, a virtuoso guitar player does it's not like it's it doesn't feel like unoriginal and then it doesn't even feel unorganic even though it's electronic so that's like hard to pull off as well it gives a <laughs> it's just good vibes some people out there like maybe even anti-electronic music altogether due to the fact that it is so technologically based but what i see is with you is like somebody that's in this amazing between the lines like you're you've got the studio with all this digital production capacity but then like six feet away is just the wilderness so <laughs> i feel yeah. that that is such a cool thing a wild dichotomy that really brings out uh i mean what the whole goal of my music other than obviously creating it because i just genuinely love creating it but i don't know when i intend for others to hear my music i want them to see through my own eyes you know i want them to basically channel into the frequency in which i was in tune with when i was creating the music and then Obviously, that's like a, a timeless frequency in a sense. Like every time you hear the music from there on out, you're then kind of tuning into it. And so I don't know. I just I like to have a balance of everything I can think of, which a lot of times my music gets really, really busy. But I like to cram together as many of these just melodies and unique textures and sounds to just perfectly blend, just barely fit together just right to where it's not too much going on, but it's like, this is so intricate, but at the same time, it's really intelligible and it kind of like takes you through a story. And 
what I've noticed in a lot of my music is a lot of it will be rooted around one groove or like chords or something like just kind of the same way all the way through. And this isn't necessarily in every song, but in a lot that I've noticed. And what I do is I kind of just flesh out every single different fractal direction that that groove can possibly go in the amount of time that I can make a song, which is usually two to four minutes. And so I just try and bend off of that groove every way I can until it's just, I can't hear anything else in the song. <laughs> That's a pretty interesting description of the process. And I wonder if there's anybody in the chat that makes electronic music. I saw uh ADHD show. I know that he's involved in making music. So that's cool. It's always good to network even online with other creators because you never know how a collab could come forth, which is awesome. We're going to play some music that I don't think you've shown people or many people, right? Yeah. So uh, a couple the two songs that I've got for today. Um, one, I think I did play at uh, that last show I played in Springfield where I saw you at. Um, and then the other song is the latest thing I've been working on that really is kind of getting into a more exciting direction of where my more like dancier type harder electronic I don't even know really hard is the right word but I guess upbeat in a sense but uh that that's the other song and it's it's really really fun and all over the place and I kind of got I've gotten better about kind of giving sounds their their own spaces instead of kind of what happens is I get stuff really muddy and then it's really difficult to clean it all up to make it intelligible in the end and competing with. That's something know, a lot of producers yeah. I've noticed have going on at a stage in their career earlier in the career. It's like, it's only reminds me of sculpture. This is the metaphor I'd like to use where you start off with a lot of material and then the further you get in your own development, the less material is really there but it somehow says more, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like a lot of music producers uh, start to find the value in the silence, the further that they go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Which a is lot ironic. of, <laughs> you know, they'll say you only need, you know, 20 or 40 tracks as channels. They'll say is really all you ever need. And it gets kind of a lot just mixing that, that amount in, but there'll be times where I'll have tracks that have like around 150 channels. And then it's like, I have to find ways to clean it up and condense it and make it all fit together and not have everything just laying on top of one another. But it honestly, it's a challenge and it's, it's fun because you get to really push the limits of how much you feel like you can express yourself with the amount of sounds you have in a song. Um, but there's no shame to simplicity in music. I mean, a lot of the coolest music that I enjoy is so crazy simple to me that I couldn't even think of myself making it and like enjoying it for myself making it. But I just really find joy in the intricacies and forcing them into ways of just really working together. Man, so I am trying to do something that might not work. <laughs> and so we're going to do something a little interesting here. And uh, <laughs> it might be a totally botched attempt. And in which case, I'll just invite this individual on with us. But <clears throat> we have a, a subscriber that is ready to maybe join our conversation. Yeah. So I'm going to try to send him a link in here. I've not tried to do with three people, but I'm pretty sure I can. So um, 
sit tight and say, you know what? I'll play your song while I work that out. That'll be great. We'll play the first track we're going to play of yours, which is first impressions. So let me do this thing, interrupting the flow of the stream, bad host. No worries. (laughs) Trying to do things, multiple things at once. Okay. So this is the window to share. All right. So it's going to show the actual SoundCloud page. And I know that's not that interesting to look at, but. That's how we got to do it so that we can both be here. So I'm going to play as first impressions and you make sure you tell me that you can hear it. Otherwise I'll, I'll need to change the setting. Will do. Might need to change the settings. <laughs> okay, cool. We'll fix that. And if I do this and Share audio. Yep, I didn't click the button that says share audio. Okay, there we go. There we go, am I right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, wait. Actually, I see the waveform moving, but I can't, I personally can't hear it. I don't know if anybody else can. Someone in the chat tell me you can hear it. Chat, can you hear the music? Is chat hearing the music? Does somebody say that they are? I'm watching I'm, it. Not that I can see, at least. I'm over here, like, really grooving. <laughs> You're getting the good stuff over there. Oh no, they said no music. That's so crazy. Okay, guys, this is new noob amateur hour. I just made <laughs> the stream so boring. Okay. Hey, we're, we're troubleshooting. Yeah, we're troubleshooting. Uh let's just continue talking and I'll shoot this trouble right down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh what do you have anything coming up soon in the uh, events category? Um, so uh the only thing I might have going that I'm not even, I still haven't heard back 100% on it, but last year I was supposed to play at uh, Dance Fest Opia at the reconnection stage. Um, but since the whole COVID thing happened, they pushed it off to this year. And then I like filled out the stuff for the reapplication form or whatever. And uh, they said they're doing it this year and that if you were on the thing for last year, just to hit them up. So if that's still the case and I hear back from them, I'll be at Dance Festopia uh, like in September this year. Very awesome. I'm bringing in now uh, our our fellow subscriber, Paul. We have Paul joining us here. Man, we're just hanging out with uh, Michael Martin, who is an awesome electronic music 
producer and uh, was trying to play a song by him and botched it. At least no well, one could hear it. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. If you're going to play music, uh, let, go ahead and play some music. That'd be great. I, I'm doing well. I don't know if you can see me or hear you. You can, you can hear me. Fine. We can hear you, and it's optional if you want to switch camera on or not, but we do have your voice. You can hear him too, right, Michael? Yeah, absolutely. Not if 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 I need to do something to turn on the camera, that's fine. If if not, it, it I, I'm cool both ways. Let's see. I just push cam here. Yeah, oh, yeah, that so. looks like you, as far as I know. <laughs> hey, what's up, Jenny B from Toronto? Okay, this we have like a, we, we have people. about one to three people hanging out in the stream. I didn't really give people a heads up on this. I went on too long of a hike today, yeah. <laughs> but it was worth it. I had to get some nature. Uh, so we've been talking about Paul's how Michael, even though he's like what you call millennial, he's actually moved himself to a place where he doesn't even have internet except about one week out of a month. And I think uh, that's great. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it's honestly. Oh, the generational labels were all just, I, I had no idea that, you know, I, I'm one of the Gen Xers who are just stuck in between everything. But <laughs> it's just going to be so interesting how the, you know, we're all getting so, the, 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 the world we're in right now is getting to be so much about the, the generations. It's really interesting. The boomers, millennials, Gen Z, it's really, really an interesting thing. Yeah, we have uh, really a lot more in common than different when it comes down to it. We do. We do. Yeah, so Paul, what's on? What's going on in your mind? We're just kind of hanging out. This is a, a casual hangout. Well, I just, I've been, I've moved three times now in the last year. I'm still in Lexington, Kentucky, which is a really interesting city moving here from Colorado. And then I, I just, I just bought a condo in downtown Lexington. So the, the moving thing is, is you know, it, it, it tests you in a lot of ways. And uh, I'm going through that. And then I'm, you know, working, working. I know you always refer to grocery stores as gross margins. And, you know, it's not your favorite industry, but. Uh, I still shop it, at them. <laughs> I just think it's a funny thing that that word used to be bad. Let me let me just break that yeah. down real quick for anyone that isn't aware of what Paul's talking about, because uh, I have brought it up on the show before, but you've heard, probably everyone's heard of the word user. And this is not like a dig at you for working at a grocery store, by the way. No. You know, this is like we all are in commerce, so it's just what it is. But uh, the word user is like someone that loans money at interest and then charges a bunch of interest and kind of takes advantage of someone who is in need. And that was always considered like a bad thing to be and even a crime in some cases. Yeah. So the uh, the word grocer, actually, the original definition of the word was kind of the same thing as usury. It referred to somebody who bought up all the supply of a certain thing, and then they bought it all up cheap and then sold it to people for more than they bought it for by a large margin. And that was considered like uncouth. <laughs> it was it's weird. Why do we say something's gross when it's like uh, not good? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. But now it's like uh, called them. Now we call them uh, grocery stores and it's no big deal, but obviously uh, we all got to do the debt carnival with fiat currency currently until we get away from that. But that's a funny word thing that I, I always like to bring up. Well, and it's also just, you know, everyone has to eat. And when, when we're living in this world where there are, you know, 
millions of people piled upon you know one of whether you're in a town of a million people or a thousand people the infrastructure and knowledge to be able to produce the number of calories you need isn't there and I, I was just like observing you're not getting much news about it now but you know there's the fact that like in lebanon now which is an amazing culture and uh their grocery stores are empty as we speak um and uh it, it's it's really you know i I just see firsthand today how how many Americans, you know, like because the the supply chains are starting to just they, they've been squeaking and cracking for the last year. But there, I, I think we're going to see a lot more supply chain issues coming up. And it's really interesting to see how people react to that. You know, people like this lady came in today. She just lost it because we didn't have baked beans. Um, what what a problem. But for a lot of people, it is. Yeah, you know? that's a good question now for you, Michael. Like where you're living, is there? What's it like to acquire food? Uh, are you? In, do you have access to farmers, or are you kind of like very small grocery stores? You have to drive a long way. It's not that remote. So we live in what's called cave. It's uh, its own city. Like our, we're basically the we are the only population of this city. But uh, so. Troy is the closest city, which is where we basically say we live. And it's about 12 minutes to get to uh, like a Kroger or a Walmart. But in between there, I mean, it's all farm fields. Um, and we have a local farmer that has a lot of local produce. So there is access to that, which is really nice. Um, so you get to you get the options to, you know, get a little bit more local with some of your produce. And I mean, a lot of people also butcher their own animals uh, out here. So you can at least get you know, beef and pork and slightly maybe better way. I, I don't know. I don't get all into the details of all that, but that's why I really loved the finding of uh, edible mushrooms. And they're just so, oh, yeah. they're so prevalent where I live. And it's just, it's been a pleasure just hiking around and finding everything that I can eat and can eat and finding uses for it. And a food that's from the land that you actually live on is programmed with the information your body would need to do well in that land. Absolutely. Like it's, it's awesome. I mean, I've even, uh, I have a buddy who was telling me I could take some of these logs that uh, these, uh, a lot of these mushrooms have grown off of, and I can make basically totems near my house where I could just bring them closer and they could just basically grow there closer. But I almost feel like their conditions are best where the logs are downed and the trees are located. And most of these instances, I'm speaking about chicken of the woods mushrooms and then uh, like several varieties of lion's mane. But I mean, it's it's not too far at all for me to hike. And I honestly enjoy going around and looking for them. And so it's, it's in, in itself, going out and attaining them is all the more enjoyable to then going home and actually you know, cooking it up and enjoying it. I just think of in Lord of the Rings, how the hobbits who are just like the earthiest, most natural folk, you know, in the Shire, the most excited that they could usually get was about mushrooms. Like if someone <laughs> had a huge pile of mushrooms they found, the hobbits were super stoked. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. No, I, I just, you know, just, just being able to, to to be in a rural community where you can actually, you know, if need be, you know, because in a in a world that gets a little topsy turvy, the local farmers need a little help, a little labor extra. And uh, 
you know, just just being in that that area where you can actually, you know, be around actually functioning food production is is huge. It's a big advantage. This actually is a good way to circle back to one of the things that I was saying at the very beginning, which was when it came to art and the so-called talent myth, that talent was actually a function of how much you cared about something. Your aptitude is based on how much you actually get care because <laughs> that's how we'll determine how much you'll do. And uh, that your ability to care is based on how well you care for yourself. So have you noticed that as you kind of are in a place that takes better care of yourself, Michael, that your care about music is increasing, your care about your passions in general? Yeah, uh, I would say, yeah, mostly because I'm not as plugged into other things. Just even even the other things I enjoy, like playing video games and just being online. Um, I've just been so more focused on my music. And so granted, like I work uh, at a sod farm. And so my days are like I wake up at five o'clock, five thirty, drive 40 minutes to get to work and then work usually about 10 to 12 hour days and then come home. And basically it's like I've got a couple hours to get everything balanced and, you know, the home cleaned up, eat and get ready for the next day. But I just got a new job at a studio um, that this week I'm actually start recording the first metal band that we're having through. Um, and so that's, that's awesome. Like this is something that pertains to my degree. And so that, like, I just got this job last year and we got the studio built up. I watched it go from bottom up. We put everything in. And so it's all coming to fruition now. And I think with the move and being unplugged from internet and everything, and then just really grinding out, just moving forward with myself and my music and, wanting a career in music. Uh, it's really, it's all starting to take shape since I've made this move from Springfield. So. Yeah, that is super, super awesome to hear. You're going to be a great, whatever bands come through that studio will be lucky to uh, work with you because I'm sure you like put them in a good mood. They'll just be relaxed around you. And then of course you actually have an ear for, for, for harmony, for vibes, you know? So oh, that's yeah. good. Paul, you get into any music in your life? You know, I, I'm not going to claim to be a, a huge music expert or anything. I appreciate music. Uh, I, I I like to listen to a lot of eclectic music. Uh, but, but no, I, I yeah, I mean, music is, I, I, I come from a musical family, but I'm, I'm not, uh, it's not a huge part of my life. It, it could be a bigger part of my life. I just bought this really cool old stereo at this estate sale. And I'm not, it's just like an old turntable, like 1970s top or probably maybe 80s, just top notch everything they could get. And uh, so that's going to be fun. I got a bunch of albums and stuff and nice. that'll be fun. But uh, you know, so so how far from Springfield did you move? Where, where exactly did you move again? So Lincoln County, uh, Troy. So it's just, uh, it's like 40... 45 maybe 50 minutes from st louis uh to the north uh west ish but it's right on the border of illinois so like we live on a bluff and i can see off of this bluff illinois from where we are so it's it's a really awesome spot i'm we're so blessed to have this opportunity to stay like it's a the house my fiance grew up in actually uh, okay. as a child and so we came back and just it hadn't been lived in for 
quite some time. And so we just got everything going and just getting the farm brought back to life. And it, it's just, it's awesome. All the wildlife yeah. and everything. I mean, you just have such, whatever energy you put into that is going to, it's, it's, it's going to be amplified. Absolutely. You know, uh, I just saw a text from Michael from like 15 minutes ago that I had my own eyes misspelled on the screen. And I was like, ah, uh, it's showing how I kind of rushed throwing this together because I was so I was loving being outside so much that I took a super long hike today. And I don't regret it at all. Like, yeah, little, no qualms. You know, yeah, exactly. It's like it's all in flow. Sometimes there's little mistakes. It really doesn't matter. But but this time of year, this part of the country is one in my opinion it rivals the most beautiful places anywhere when all the flowers are popping and the the trees have the white buds and it's just awesome i had a great time walking today so the fact that you can see so far you probably get a really awesome uh i say awesome a lot but like throughout the seasons the view out your window is like a new painting every day well, it's, <laughs> it's gotta it's be so cool it really is and just everything that comes through. And uh, I mean, it's, it's a lifestyle that we've considered even to the point where we've been like, well, we could instead of buying a house and moving after here. Cause we thought about going deeper into St. Louis because then I'd kind of be closer to studios and clients and just, she uh, is a vet tech, so she can basically get a job almost anywhere. And so we, we considered staying on the farm and like putting our money into really revamping this house and putting a badass studio in. And just like the only thing was I considered uh, getting Elon Musk uh, Starlink internet <laughs> so I could just have something awesome for internet out there. But it is an investment and we don't I don't want to invest in it unless we do decide to stay at the farm long term. Yeah, I mean, who knows? There might be some other way to use the internet efficiently without having to go through all those hoops that will present right. itself. Cause like, it seems like what you're doing right now is making you happy and that's it really good. And I'm making it work. So, I mean, really there's, it's, it's not all that bad. And it's something that as time moves on, it, it can, it can be built upon. And so I'm not, I don't really stress over it. I just kind of look forward to progression. Very <laughs> awesome. Manual. Sorry for interrupting, but you know, you talk about St. Louis and you guys being in Missouri, and I, I forget the name of the guy you talked about, like St. Louis and the World's Fair and the, uh, you know, the, howdy, uh, yeah, that was just the newest episode. Someone said in the chat that it was. I, really I haven't had a chance to listen to that episode yet. I'm kind of overwhelmed by all the the people I follow and the information. You know, sometimes it, well, and I've been moving. You know, God, moving is such an as you know i'm not the first person to experience this but i can relate man i just redid the floors of my house so it was almost half like moving because <laughs> yeah. everything has to be moved from one room to another and then back again and then back again and then reset up so not exactly as bad as moving three times in a year but like it's even just that there's a lot to it but you really you know you don't have to be careful but it's it's really interesting this day and age when you start you know you have to be careful who you tell about stuff like this i don't know if you have to be careful but people you work with or people in your life. And it's like people, some people just aren't open or even people who are open to other concepts. And then you tell them about, you know, the, you know, profound cultures and how, how much culture in large societies were, were, you know, in this part of the world. And, you know, like Kentucky and Tennessee 
you know, the, the trail of tears, but like the, there was obviously huge established Indian cultures in this part of the world. And like the Cherokee, about, the Cherokee tribe actually lived on the plantations that the Southern plantation owners later took over after they were kicked out in the trail of tears. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, that so-called like savage tribe, they were dressing like European, like co colonials and they had skin colors of all, all colors. And they, lived in plantations that looked exactly like the same. They are the, some of the same ones that exist now. It's so weird. Like we get the Hollywood picture of teepees and feather headdresses. And I'm yeah. sure there's a large variety of tribes and, and customs, but it definitely wasn't all, it wasn't savage. Like none of it was savage. I the, yeah. I mean, like when they talk about what was destroyed for the world's, for the St. Louis world's fair, it's just, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, and also, I want to point out real quick, Jenny in the chat said studio retreats. And I'm thinking like, it just gave me this idea, man. Maybe you just need to open up a suite, like bed and breakfast, let someone rent out a room in your house. And then you, you also take them over to the studio and uh, like help them record a track. And it'll be like music, bed and breakfast. It could be a new thing. I'm honestly great. I love that idea. And we've, we've considered basically making uh, like a detached separate building for a studio that basically yeah i mean it's like you come you show up to the retreat you know you get to experience all the benefits of being this close to the quiver river and the wildlife and just and then okay time to get in and bust out some creative moves in this just space that would just be the epitome of expressing yourself and creation quiver river that's a great name it's a muddy river but it's an awesome river I just love the name, the Quiver River. I got to welcome great. Ashton, Vanguard of Truth, to the chat. Uh, dude is also a Springfield dude, but he's currently living far away. But uh, small world, it was funny how he found me because I was on another show. And then he started checking out my stuff, and we realized we're from the same place. And, yeah, it's uh, – Springfield is the center of the universe. <laughs> it feels that way sometimes. It really does. I love going back to Springfield, honestly. Yeah, there's Springfields everywhere. Yeah, that too. But ours has actually got a nuclear nuclear power plant right by a Lake Springfield, so that makes it pretty good in the running for uh for the Simpsons one. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> okay, guys, you think I should try again on the screen share? I feel like it could be a good idea. I want to play at least one of the songs you shared with us and uh, not – have a problem. So this is up to you guys in the chat. In a few moments, when you see this come up, you got to tell me right away if you're hearing anything. Because if you're not, then it means I failed. <laughs> Supposed to hear music? We're hopefully all going to hear music whenever I do this. So okay. please, everyone tell me in the chat. You guys tell me that it, like, it might be that you can hear it and the chat can't, or the chat can hear it and you can't. But as long as the chat can hear it, most important. Because... Uh, Michael knows what it sounds like, and I'll be able to hear it either way. So I'm going to give it a go. Didn't do it right last time, but uh, this might also require that I mute you guys so that it doesn't feed back into everything because it'll be playing wow. off your speakers, right? So we're going to play. I think it's going to work. We're going to play First Impressions by uh, my own eyes, Michael here, and get a taste of what his music's like. Okay, now, oh, they say they hear it. Michael hears it. Awesome. Chat, what you got? 
Anybody hearing it in chat? Not really hearing. Okay. That's weird. All right. Well, it says, Jenny B says thumbs up. Live on the fly, figured it out. Okay, I'll stop talking. This is a great song. should see how I dance whenever this dude plays live. I have a, a light up levitation one. I go, I go ham sandwich. awesome that was good stuff dude well played sir one of the things that uh came from being out on the farm i guess is i really gained a lot of confidence in busting out the trumpet again i used to play trumpet in middle school high school and i stopped in college um and i picked it back up man and i've just been that's actually you not a a a sample yeah Oh, no yeah. wonder it felt so good because <laughs> that yeah. was like my favorite thing. I, uh, I'm really getting back into that. So I've, I've actually incorporated that into quite a bit more of my new and unreleased stuff. And then I also 
have been trying to put vocals in myself with singing and processing it and stuff. So there's a little bit of that, uh, nothing to tease that today, but uh, I do have some stuff of that coming. So, and it's, uh, I don't know if you saw the artwork for that first impressions, it's gonna be on an EP called Undone. And uh, that's the main track on there, Undone, has some of me uh, singing and doing some stuff like that, so. So I have a confession to make. I've never been to a music festival. <laughs> hey, me either. And I told myself I would never go until I played at one. And then eventually when I played at one, uh, the summer of 2019, that was the first time I went to a music festival. That's what I'm saying that once, once we get back to, uh, you know, cause I, I, you know, one of the great things about living in Lexington is you're, you're, you know, the claim to fame is you're, you're an hour's car drive away from, you know, like most of the country. Mm -hmm. So there's got to be some music festivals that'll be out there. Oh, and I gotta make that happen. Yeah, it was rough for me that canceled uh, the 2020 canceled everything because uh, the main way that I get new treasure is from <laughs> music festivals. Like this is probably my favorite hat, and uh, you know, every year I would get. I might be able to go to a few festivals, but I'd usually reserve just like one treasure that was my treasure of the year. That was like something super meaningful and I loved it. And yeah, so no special treasure for me last year. Too bad. <laughs> Tom, there was some type of treasure that happened, but just not me. There was other treasure in my life, no doubt. But mm -hmm. that, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a serious, serious symptom of our disassociation from our true nature that we have to have special events to even all come together in such a large group and vibe, you know, it's bizarre. You just, you can't begin to think of the transformational energy, positive and negative, but a lot of negative from this whole pandemic, scandemic, you know, however you want to view it. Um, I, I want to be careful of like not trying to dominate the conversation or throw some weird things out there. But you know, like one of the things that, that cool. I just noticed in the last couple of weeks at like the grocery store at Trader Joe's is especially like, cause you, you observe everybody, you know, and their kids are in, are in the basket. Kids come through, they have all their food they're buying, but they also have their other product of their life. The kids sitting there in, in the little baskets. And I've been working in the grocery store for years and, you know, you always have, pass out the trippy Trader Joe stickers, which are just full of esoteric is such interesting symbolism and energy in these stickers that, you know, Trader Joe's is a corporation too, but, um, big corporations have uh, big time sorcerers helping them out. Oh, they, they advertisers have are sorcerers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. You know, Trader Joe's has these single eye, you know, stickers, but, um, Hey, that's, I got one of those. I get accused of a lot for my logo, but I just yeah. made the best logo I could and I stuck with it. So <laughs> forgive it's, it's me, interesting everybody. To see that all of a sudden, there's just a percentage of kids who, who don't even care about the stickers. They're just staring into the phone, hunched over. When I went to the grocery <laughs> store, they'd give us like a banana or a cookie. That was like yep. a thing. Got to give them something. But yeah, it used to be everybody, all the kids like stickers. Now there's just, especially kids who come from like more disengaged families or families that aren't, you know, as their parents aren't as good. All the kids do in the grocery store is just stare into the phone hunched over. And you're like, you want some stickers? You want to engage? And they're just in their own world. And that's the way their world is developing. They're just, you know, a four-year-old who's just, you know, staring into the phone. 
And yeah, how and they don't mean? see the human faces anymore currently, and that's actually one of the main ways that the brain develops, and it's one of the most important functions of your brain is to uh, recognize faces. Nothing lights up your brain more on an MRI than facial recognition. So it's like, because you, you know, you're called my own eyes, but your own face is also as unique as your own eyes. It's yeah, a big, it's a big deal. Like we need to be able to see each other's faces to know to uh, know who we are and who they are and how we feel. And, but, you know, to know regular customers, I've been in a new city for eight months now and I, you, you, you kind of get to know coworkers, but then you, you, you're kind of shocked when you see them without their mask on, but like new customers, people I've seen, you know, hundreds of times, normally I would, you know, know kind of who they are more about them, but they have the mask. So there's this, this disassociation. Mm-hmm. It's really odd. You I know, think I want to take, Okay, you go ahead, Michael, but then I have a really awesome tangent that's going to connect grocery stores to something else that you and me talk about a lot. So <laughs> it's going to—it's like the greatest segue ever, and I've got it real, all cooked up, but you go first. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel people kind of get into this conditioned perception of what they manifest their reality to be, which kind of, in a sense, a lot of people, it's like plugged in. Like he's saying, the four-year-old's just glued to that phone. They're not getting that same value you would from interacting face-to-face with somebody. And I think that that perception is just, it gets skewed and it becomes uh, like, I don't want to say a norm, but almost like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a habit. And then they can't quite get out of that because it's a, the perpetual loop of just, okay, I get what I need out of this and then, okay, not. And it's just this ever going wave and it's hard to get out of for a lot of people. And I think outlets like what you have going chance and just kind of people reaching out is, is as little as it may seem in a lot of instances, I think it really can go a long way and helping pull people to kind of see for themselves. Yeah. And a lot more people are going to see this than the uh, people in the stream. The ones that have been hanging out with us are just the most badass of, uh, badasses that turned on the bell to be notified when the channel goes on on live streams or has new videos they're the heroes we got some really good all-star cast in here steve adhd vanguard uh and jenny have been really awesomely active in this chat i appreciate all of you Uh, and now the moment of truth where you get the best tip in this live stream that you never expected (laughs) so i uh I have this little precious jar of amazing balm, I guess you'd call it, that like years ago, you and your fiance, Devin, gave to me. And you called it Oxy. And it smells, it's like this clear, uh, you know, it's kind of solid. I keep it in the fridge, but when I rub on it, it gets more. It's so ozone oil, it's like a O3. It's what's the, in the higher part of the atmosphere. And like when rainstorms come through, that kind of smell and fresh air, it's that fresh ozone coming down out of the atmosphere. And so what you do is basically they infuse, you can infuse anything, any liquid or like a, in that instance, I think it was a olive oil that was actually infused with the ozone. So, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Anything you can think of, we actually have a cat that was a, an amputee, and so one of her rear legs was taken off, and it was a pretty gnarly like uh, amputation from like you think a hit by a car. And every day, we put on a new bandage with ozone 
on the uh, gauze. And I mean, it, dude, she healed up miraculously. I figured out why there was a little bit of audio choppage there, but I fixed it. But uh, so what, what I've noticed about this stuff, and I'm going to ask you if you can give people a tip on like how they, how you make it themselves or what to look up in terms of the process. But yeah, it smells like a rain. It smells like a thunderstorm or like a lightning storm kind of, it does have that ozone smell, but it's, it really does like, I'll have like, um, I don't know. This is gross, but if you ever have like, I sometimes get a zit on my shoulder where even after like the pus part is out, then there's all this like lymph that continuously drains and it gets raised up and there's like this bump and it just is kind of like, it would just be irritated for a couple of days in that spot. But now I just smear a little bit of that stuff on it or even sunburns. It does. It just makes you heal more like Wolverine from the (laughs) X-Men than like normal healing. And it is so awesome. It does promote uh, really natural healing uh, effects. It's it's it is a ama- I mean, I've even uh, like people get cold sores sometimes real bad. I get cold sores, and it actually is really helpful for for that, and even preventing it from getting bad if you catch it early. Like it's it's all around healing. Like you said, sunburn, just any like any cuts, abrasions, bruises, soreness. I mean, it has tons of applications. Yeah, and Ashton wants to know. Or Vanguard of Truth wants to know where we find this stuff. I have no so, idea where he found this. He just gave me this one time when I visited him, and it was like the great. That was a treasure of the year moment for sure, because it's like I barely use even a dash of it. I still have eighty five percent of the jar, and I use it all the damn time. And I, and I apply it to other people, and I'm like, try this. It's crazy. I kind of have a, some thoughts on why I think it works, but like, where did you find out about it? So my fiance Devin worked at Angel Animal Hospital, and uh, and uh, sorry, Springfield. Take my, take so my dog Dr. there. Dr. Nye, he is the alternative doctor there. She worked under him doing the alternative practice and he was very adamant on uh, ozone therapy and as well as uh, electromagnetic pulse therapy. It was like, I can't remember the exact uh, acronym for it, but uh, it uh, the ozone, he made it in-house there actually. Um, and so that one that you obtained was from one that was crafted indeed there at Angel Animal Hospital. So so I know crafted by a master ozone alchemist here. So that's yeah, why it's so good. You know, he's the guy who's promoting all the benefits of it and is a huge advocate. But uh, maybe I should try to interview him. He's like I'm sure uh, he's like two him. blocks away from my house. <laughs> he's very passionate about uh, his his alternative practice, and I, I think he he does a lot of great work there. And so does uh, that that whole business is awesome. You know, Devin worked there, and there they were great. So. But yes, he he knows the he's the guru of the ozone. Um, and Devin did pick up a lot from it. And like you said, like you have the one you still have about 85 percent of that oil. Like we're the same. We same time we gave you that one. We have one and it's, you know, over 60 or 70 percent full. And we've used it so much. It does have that smell. and It is really good. And I think uh, oxygen, the purpose of it in the body is that it carries basically or it's like conducts electricity. It brings it helps your body bring electricity to cells through using the oxygen as in some way, like this is all bro science. So please, I hope people never just take everything I say. as like, I'm telling them the the truth and I'm totally right. This is how I think it works. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think that that is a, a sensible assumption. The more you find out about the electric nature of biology and of the entire thing that we live in. So it's awesome. I hope people can find, 
Like the only reason I haven't learned how to make it myself is because I still have the same jar. It's still rolling. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I hope people could look that up because it uh, it does some really good stuff. Yeah, it's a magic, magic substance. Ozone, man. Infuse it into anything. Water, whatever. Drink the water with ozone in it. Put it on topicals. I haven't even thought of drinking it, but I have had oxygen infused water where they like add extra oxygen molecules to it yeah. also hydrogen water i do that all the time i like the hydrogen water better personally i think hydrogen i'm pretty sure the h and ph is hydrogen like it has a lot to do with your body managing its alkalinity and acidity and that's a whole like difficult subject because people are like it's all about alkalinity but actually some parts of your body should be more acidic and some should be more alkaline and it's about actually about balance and <laughs> But anyway, that makes sense that you could take it orally because it's just olive oil and basically like oxygen. So yeah, it totally could. Although it tastes a little funny if you smeared it on your bread. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I mean, it's not for taste, but you can uh, use that machine to infuse the water rather than oil. So it's 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 pretty. It's got a lot of applications. Uh, so we're getting close to about the point where I'm planning to wrap this. I want to play one more track that you shared with me. It's only about three, a little closer to four minutes, but tell us about it. It's uh, Rizma is the title. Is there anything you want to tell us about it before we go into it? Um, Let's see. Uh, it's one of those things where I, I kind of started trying to, it's got a lot going on, a bunch of different sounds and all that, but they're all, they all have their own space. So it's one of those things where it starts off really chill and then it just kind of has this quick little turn into, oh, wow, we are, we are here and it is in your face. And then it's like, okay. And then it rides back out to a similar vibe and then twist up the second time for a really, uh, really spacey, just all over the place kind of beat that just has intense sounds mixed with soft sounds. And I don't know, it's, it's, kind of the epitome of my what I enjoy out of my recent creativity so sounds good man well I'll start it up I think I can do it without actually showing the SoundCloud page which is unnecessary so we'll try that right on and uh, I'll mute you in this but I'm going to be in the chat with people unless there's something I just am so excited I have to say out loud over the music but let's hear Rizma by my own eyes please guys go if you uh like original music go check out his soundcloud page it should be in the show description but I'll, i'm going to put it in the chat right now too and real quick anywhere else that you think people might be able to follow you besides soundcloud and spotify uh soundcloud instagram is can be helpful these days uh even the facebook page is is, is nice too because when you're like booking shows and stuff the amount of likes on your page kind of goes a little bit more further for some promoters so that would be helpful and even youtube i don't have a whole lot on youtube but once i get plugged back into some internet i intend to put all my music on youtube sweet man sounds good let's uh let's rock out real quick then <laughs> right on thanks okay one more confirm that you hear this in the chat michael hears it
It has got skills. <laughs> I'm gonna unmute you there. Yeah, that's awesome. Really good stuff, man. Thanks, dude. Been been working at it. It's basically all I can do. I was saying in the chat, it, it does. Whenever you hear your music live, it has an immersive feeling. I compared it to being underwater, but not in the sense like you feel that you can't breathe. More <laughs> like, <laughs> more like how exciting it is when you're holding your breath and diving down to the bottom of the pool and like opening your eyes underwater and exploring this different dimension that's kind of what i feel like i can see that entirely and i've experienced the, quite a similar experience so i can i can verify i, I get that same vibe <laughs> and i really appreciate everyone who hung out with us in the chat and uh i never explained how paul came to join us paul like i said is a listener but we actually have this deal that uh <laughs> i feel like a jerk because i didn't give him the heads up that this would be live this time but we have this thing on Patreon, and uh, if you join the twelve dollar tier, then on the month on a monthly basis, you can join me for like what I was calling multiverse. But I'm kind of evolving that. I'm switching switching things up a bit. So anyway, if you want to be able to join us on a future live stream, I'm just gonna basically try to make that tier like the open caller lines tier, so you could connect with us on, on streams like this. And we'll see. I'm just figuring out my figuring out the best way to do things. I want to give more connecting community engagement opportunities, but I'm also, I'm also really not super into promoting Patreon anymore. Rockfin is definitely a better deal. If uh, you guys haven't heard me talk about it, you can get all the channels on Rockfin for $10 a month, including Interverse, and that will give you places like David Whitehead, Truth Warrior, and Lindsay Sharman's Rogue Ways podcast, the uh, extended versions of their shows and their exclusive streams and whatnot. And like hundreds of other shows on Rockfin, they pay the creators better. They give them more of a stake in the whole network. Patreon is a big, like uh, AI-driven 
extortion factory. So <laughs> uh, if you are subs subscribed to Interverse on Patreon, it is only five bucks, but you only get my show. I say only. It's a pretty good deal. Really quite <laughs> a good deal. But Rockfin gives you a lot, and uh, they seem like they're going to be giving me back a lot, and I'm looking forward to that relationship. So there, there may come a day where these type of streams just live on Rockfin once there's more people following me there. So check into that. And uh, yeah, there's free stuff there too. You don't even have to pay. Just go give it a look, rokfin.com. And that's my advertisement for my new Rockfin. I'm going to wind down the stream. But Michael, what are you thinking about? What's your final thoughts here? doesn't have to um, be Well, I'd say it's been a pleasure. I'm glad you invited me on. I've been waiting to chat with you since I've moved just because I've, I've experienced so much and seen a change in myself and my music. So been awesome to be able to share that with you and your listeners and all that and i definitely got a lot of new music coming out so if you follow me great you know you'll see some new stuff soon i do re do recommend you all follow this guy because he's already great and he's young so the uh, odds of him becoming even greater are pretty strong <laughs> i don't think it'd be disappointing going on his journey with him over the years because i've known him for a few and it's just been getting sweeter every track that he puts out i uh i mean if you've listened to my show a long time i put music at the end all the time every episode i put different songs i'm vibing with and tons of times i've played my own nice tracks probably more times than i actually like told you about <laughs> yeah, i know of a good amount of them that i've heard so i mean i can only imagine but i'm, I'm blessed all the way just to have you know you share my music with your listeners because i love the vibe you send out and i think it pairs well. Yeah, what I most wanted to be able to do was share you with the people that also like, because, you know, once this is published, you'll be able to share it with your fans and it won't just be people that caught my channel going live. And uh, next time, maybe I'll give you more. I'll set up more of a way for you to give people a heads up because we can hang out again like this. I want to do it regularly. Uh, this type of more casual live stream thing with creators where we just spread the, as you as you say, it, spread the positive vibes on the live sandwich. Yeah. And it just just your presence, I think, gave people some good vibes. So much appreciated. Thanks for the music. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll catch you all next time. Peace. Thanks for the opportunity, Chance. Much love, dude.